The North Carolina Energy Forum is a committee of concerned citizens and partners committed to improving the public's understanding of the opportunities presented by the diverse energy resources in the state of North Carolina. And we have with us today Algernon Cash, who is chairman of the North Carolina Energy Forum and a managing partner of Wharton, Gladden & Company. Thank you for being with us today, sir. Well, thank you for the invite, Ben. First of all, what is this event that you've got coming up that's uh, free for Triad families at the North Carolina Family Energy Day? What is that? Well, yeah, this upcoming Saturday down at Corpin and Plaza in downtown Winston-Salem, we just really wanted to put, to put together something where we could invite families out, bring the kids out, uh, have an old-fashioned hot dog or a hamburger or a barbecue sandwich, and just try to learn more about how energy might be impacting your life um, and impacting our state and certainly impacting our country. I think we're all familiar with the fact that we have to uh, have energy to run the cars and and keep the lights on and and, uh, heat the houses and so forth. Uh, Just how does it impact our lives? Well, you know, I always like to tell people that um, if you care anything about what it costs to get from point A to B, or if you care anything about what it costs to heat or cool your home, or even if you care about the cost of food, then you're a concerned energy citizen. And, you know, energy is so pervasive throughout our entire society, it literally impacts everything. And when it, when energy, when the cost of energy is too high, it mostly impacts primarily low-income to middle-income families. So what we're trying to do through the North Carolina Energy Forum is certainly um, educate families and make them more aware of how energy may impact their everyday life. And then we're also trying to call, we're, we're trying to get everyone to call to action as well. Um, we've got some big opportunities here in our country related to energy with the Keystone Pipeline. We also have big opportunities here in the state of North Carolina with the opportunity to do more offshore energy development as well as hydraulic fracturing. And there's just so many myths out there, Ben, around, um, around these different energy concepts. And so what we really want to be able to do is properly educate families and, and try to call them to action when it comes to the energy movement underway here in our country. I'm assuming that uh, your group is for the XL Energy uh, Pipeline, correct? We are, and and not only is our group, but um, 70% of Americans are actually in favor of the Keystone Pipeline. So, yes, we are are definitely um, pro-pipeline, as you could say. We are also pro-hydraulic fracturing. Um, but, but again, like I just said, the majority of the country is actually in favor of this pipeline moving forward. We just need to get the majority of our politicians to, to, get, to come to the table, too. You would certainly agree that they should be very conscious of the possible effects on the environment and so forth, wouldn't you? Oh, I certainly do. And, you know, at the North Carolina Energy Forum, we, we certainly promote, um, we, we want to have a nice, safe environment. But, but we also want to make sure we keep the cost of energy contained. We also want to make sure we're creating jobs for middle-income families while we're also protecting the environment. And when you, when you look at what's going on with the Keystone Pipeline, Ben, you know, every day that we go without approving that pipeline, we're actually harming the environment right now. How so? Um, you know, all that Canadian oil is actually being moved on trucks and trains right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're following the news, then you've certainly heard about the number of train car explosions that have happened in the last several months. And so if you care anything about the environment or if you care anything about safety, um, we should be moving that resource through a pipeline and not moving that resource on trains and trucks right now because that certainly does more to increase our carbon emissions than if we were using a pipeline. Okay, now you mentioned hydraulic fracturing. What is the current law in North Carolina regarding hydraulic fracturing? Is it not allowed at all? 
Well, the moratorium has, has technically been lifted. So where we are right now, I, I actually testified several times on Senate Bill 76, which allowed us to go ahead and move forward with studying the issue. So right now, the rules are being written around hydraulic fracturing. And next year, in March of about 2015, that issue should come up to the General Assembly. They've got to review it, and then they'll make some decisions on whether or not they really want to start allowing companies to pull permits here. So technically, the moratorium has been lifted. We're now studying the issue, which is great. Um, we're making sure we're putting together the right kind of rules around the issue. And then we're also studying all the other states that have done hydraulic fracturing. As you may know, hydraulic fracturing is a 60-year-old technology. So we've got a real great opportunity in North Carolina to learn from all the states that have maybe done it wrong um, so that we can get it right. So right now what we're doing is just making sure the rules are, are put together, that we have the right kind of processes and systems in place, and then hopefully our General Assembly will approve that in 2015 and um, we'll, we'll get North Carolina truly in the energy business. Well, I uh, was just about to say that uh, I grew up in the oil patch of New Mexico, and we had hydraulic fracturing when I was a little kid. What's different about it nowadays? Uh, why is it in the news so much? Yeah, I think it's just gotten into the news now because it, it used to be that, that using technology like hydraulic fracturing or even what we call slant drilling, it just wasn't cost-effective cost to do so because there were so many ways to get cheaper oil that was located closer to the surface. But now that we've depleted a lot of those reserves and, and we've seen the cost of energy obviously increase dramatically over the last six decades, um, the technology itself is now cost-effective. And so here in the last 10 years or so, you're just hearing a lot more about hydraulic fracturing than you ever had before. And what, what that's doing is causing a lot of citizens to think that this is a new technology and that we don't know what we're doing and we're basically exposing this new technology. But the reality is the technology itself has been around six decades. We've actually um, drilled close to two million wells here in, in, in our country successfully. And um, it's, it's just an old technology that now has become cost-effective. Tell me some more of how people get involved with this energy forum this weekend. Oh, it's very simple, Ben. All they need to do is come down to Corporate and Plaza. We're going to start around noon. Bring your kids. We really want this to be a nice family event. Tell your neighbors. Bring your church members. Again, we'll start serving food around 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. We're going to have live music. And, and, Ben, you don't have to register, but we would love to have a great idea of how many people are going to show up. So if people could go to ncenergyforum.com, ncenergyforum.com, let us know you're coming. But even if you forget to register, we still want you to come and show up on Saturday. It's right outside the BB&T building. So if you know where that big glass building is, the 19-story building, we're going to be right in the park, right outside of it. We've been speaking with uh, Algernon Cash, who is the chairman of the North Carolina Energy Forum and also the managing partner of Wharton Gladden & Company. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Ben. Hope you have a great day. Okay.